What's up, y'all? This your girl Lola, and I'm here today with interviewing with Lola. Today we is interviewing Miss Jade Aurora. How, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. So, Miss Aurora, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I am an author based in Michigan. I'm in Detroit, actually. I am an artist, an illustrator. I also am a cosplayer and a boudoir model, as well as a burlesque performer. I have an Etsy shop called Roxy Joe Creations, and I am also the author of the Motor City Witches series. Okay, check you out there. Michigan May, Jack of all trades, that's what's up. Um, how did you get involved with becoming an author? What made you want to be an author? To be quite honest, it's kind of started when I was like in elementary school. I used to write like short stories as a hobby. And also my mom writes as well. So it kind of rubbed off on me growing up. But what really pushed me into wanting to write my own book is I'm a huge fan of the fantasy genre. Like I grew up on Harry Potter, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and things like that. But I noticed that there wasn't a lot of fantasy media made for us like there's not a lot of representation for us we're either the token or we're the background characters so that's what really pushed me to write my own fantasy series i wanted this i wanted a move i wanted a book with black witches written for black women and basically showcase not only the struggles that we face, but also showing that we really are powerful and magical, even when the world likes to convince us otherwise. True, very much. I like fantasy as well. I just never got off into writing it yet with being an author. I've always thought about doing it. Uh, it's fun to meet authors that, that step off, like you say, like us that step off into that genre because you never see it often. Right. So I definitely gonna have to check that out because I'm into like, um, charmed and stuff like that. I love it. Right. Um, how old were you when you first decided that, like, okay, I'm going to write my first book? Was it like a child thing or in your adulthood? I think it was, it started when I was like 20 or 21. Like, I, I mean, I, of course, like a lot of authors, I'm a huge bookworm. And I was always going to the library and reading books of all genres. And I started reading more fantasy. And that kind of gave me some inspiration to like, I eventually want to write a book myself. But at that time, I didn't know where to start because I what I need because, you know, I have to come up with a plot and characters and things like that. Yeah, very much true. How many books have you written so far? So far, two are published. I'm currently working on the third book in the series. Okay. What's the what what is the name of the other book? So the first book is Motor City Witches, The Goddess Within. The second book is Motor City Witches 2, Goddess Awakened. So it's going to be a trilogy. So I'm currently working on the third one. Okay, okay. That's what's up. You go, girl. <laughs> You know, you said you're an entertainer. And yes. About that. So I do burlesque and, you know, and I started doing burlesque in 2014. That's when I made my debut as a performer. And it was kind of something that I've always thought of doing because I am a big fan of like vintage entertainers. And one of my favorite entertainers is Josephine Baker. 
Okay. So seeing in, in a lot of black perform a lot of black burlesque performers, we usually do give homage to her because she really did pave the way for us. Cause she was let's just be honest, the first international sex symbol. And if you didn't have her, if it wasn't for Josephine Baker, you wouldn't have people like Marilyn Monroe, Janet Jackson, Beyonce, or Little Kim, because she oozed that sensuality, but she was also still very elegant. And growing up, I used to watch, I don't know if you know about the Channel Turner classic movies. They used to have the old black and white movies. I used to watch these with my grandmother. So I used to, so I used to be drawn to like, the glamorous costumes and things like that. So I started pinup modeling in 2012, okay. which I guess was the gateway to me doing burlesque because I found out that someone was teaching burlesque classes and I took those classes and she kind of took me under her wing and she helped me put together my first performance. Mm, okay. For somebody that's watching that wouldn't know what burlesque is, can you give us more of a definition of what it is? Burlesque is basically striptease. It's like, but it's more theatrical. Like if you, you know, you see the women with like the evening gowns, they have the feather fans. Okay. So it's yeah, so it's kind of like striptease, but it's also very theatrical. Some people even put comedy into their routines as well. And there's different subgenres. Like the genre that I'm mostly in as far as burlesque, I do nerdlesque. Because I'm a cosplayer, so I dress up as anime characters or comic book characters. And sometimes I may do a performance as a specific character and do a strip tease through that. Girl, check you out. You got to show me some things. I might have to get up there. I might have to come up there and, and get some lessons. <laughs> um, do you find, what are some challenges you had to face with, with being in Berlin? Mostly... There are some people close to me that weren't very supportive because when people hear burlesque, they automatically assume, oh, you're a stripper. Oh, so nice. people have a preconceived notion of it. So like at first, my parents weren't particularly happy about it. And it wasn't because they thought it was something bad. It was just they didn't expect it out of me because growing up, I've always been really shy and reserved. So it was more of a shock to them that I developed an interest in doing it. But now my parent, my family is very supportive. You know, my, of course, I don't expect my dad to be at one of my shows because that would be awkward. But they, <laughs> they've, my whole family has been very supportive. Like when I post footage of my performances on my Facebook I have my aunts and my cousins pretty much hyping me up in the comments. So that's 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 dope. Have you met a lot of new people, you know, being involved in that? Yeah, I actually made a few good friends also. And I know you also mentioned what other challenges I challenges I faced. I also had to deal with a lot of body shaming because I am a plus size woman. So that's another thing I had to deal with because people feel like, oh, you're not the right shape. So you shouldn't be taking anything off or showing your body off on stage. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We always got those judgmental haters, don't we? Yeah. But I'm glad you didn't allow that to stop you, you know, and okay. you can continue on because people can be cruel as hell. You know, yeah. 
and plus size doesn't mean anything, you know. Still right. Like, beautiful. But you know, we got those people. Like that, you know, like look at like look at all the hate Lizzo has to deal with. Yeah. And because people some people are uncomfortable with their own selves. Yeah. So I kind of just let, yeah, that was something I had to learn because growing up, I used to deal with bullying. So I used to have, I used to always care what people think. And I think the modeling and the burlesque helped me break out of that because it's your life. And it's like, do you want to spend your life making other people happy or do you want to, or do you care about your own happiness? Because if you live your life constantly seeking the approval of other people, you're not going to be happy. Exactly. You're not. And I had to learn that myself too. stop trying to live for everybody else. Right. At the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do. Right. You know? When writing, have you ever experienced writer's block with your two? Yeah, I did. When I wrote my first book. So I started writing the manuscript in 2017 and I didn't finish it until 2020 because I had dealt with writer's block. Like I wrote a few chapters and then I kind of got stuck because it's like, OK, where do I want this story to go? And then also I was taking like a mental health break because I was going through depression at the time. So I had to kind of go through that so that I can put more energy into finishing the book. So then so like mid 2019 to early 2020, I picked my book back up and started writing it to where I was writing like a chapter. If not every day, I was writing a chapter every other day. And then I finished it by January 2020. And I actually submitted the manuscript from my publisher. Like I'm now signed with this publisher. They were looking for black science fiction and fantasy writers. So that's what pushed me to finish so that I could submit it to see if I can get it published. Lola, are you, are you there? Can you hear me?
Can you hear me? Is anybody there? Man, I am so sorry. It's okay. I was wondering what happened. I don't know what happened. My phone just said that it was too hot and it cut off. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, we still live. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it just had cut completely off on me. Oh, wow. 
It said your phone is too hot and you can't use it until it cooled down. So that is test man, definitely technical difficulties on my behalf. I feel bad now because I you was talking and everything. <laughs> it, it's okay, I, I understand. I'm like, what? I'm looking like what the heck is happening? Anyway, y'all, my fault, and we're back. And I was asking you about writer's block. Right. It's just, yeah, I did at the point X, the first book, it took three years to write because I was dealing with writer's block because I was going through my own like mental health issues at the time. So I had to take a break from writing so I could focus on that. But what pushed me to get back into finishing the book was the publisher that I'm currently signed with, Black Gold Publishing. They had posted that they were looking for fantasy, black fantasy and science fiction authors. So that was what motivated me to finish so that I could submit my manuscript to them so I could see if I so I could get my book published. What were some challenges that you had with um, finding a publisher? So really I was mostly focusing on black owned publishers because I knew because of the book, the content of my book, and because it's urban fantasy, I knew that traditional publishers weren't really going to accept it because they would have considered it, you know, too urban, which is usually code for too black for them. So I was mostly focusing on black owned publishers, but some of the publishers I was looking at, they weren't accepting new manuscripts. So I actually, at one point I was considering self-publishing before mm -hmm. I found the publisher that I'm with now. Okay. Self-publishing is, I'm not gonna lie. I'm learning a lot. I've had two publishers and now I'm self-published. I write urban fiction. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot when you're self-publishing. It's yeah. fun though because you're learning. You know, you're learning how to be able to do it, but it's like I see why people pay people to do a lot of things. Yeah. So because you know you're on your own, you gotta try to find graphic designers, illustrators. Right. I seem to struggle with the most is the illustrators. Right. You gotta find editors. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. You know, so sometimes it is a relief to have a traditional publisher until you're yeah. completely ready and have the funds for it. Right. Um, oh, I can't believe my phone did that. <laughs> I had to do my whole train of thought off because, oh my God, I lost it. Um, do you plan on publishing more books after part three? Is that just going to be it or do you have more fantasies in mind? I have ideas for stories in mind. It's just I'm waiting until I finish this third book before I start writing. Because I have like a notebook where I write. I so whenever I get inspiration or an idea for a story, I write it down. So once I'm done with this third book, I'm going to revisit those ideas to see, okay, can I write a whole book around this, basically? That's, yeah, that's smart, too. As far as... If you could give your younger self advice, your teenage self, early teens advice, what would you tell her now? I would tell them to not worry about what the what her classmates were saying about her because you're going to get the last laugh. Like all these pe these people that pick on you, 
middle school and high school, that's going to be the highlight of their life. You're going you're going to thrive and succeed. And the, the reason why people pick on you is because they're insecure with themselves. So they they're picking on you to make themselves feel better. So very true. That's good advice. That is definitely good advice. Um, do you travel and do different shows or are you just in Detroit? So I'm mostly I'm local. I do usually within the state of Michigan, mostly Metro Detroit, but I am looking to like branch out when doing performances. Like I recently applied to a show that's supposed to be in one is in Chicago and one is in Iowa. I'm just waiting to hear back if I've been accepted to perform in those shows. So, but I am looking to like branch out outside of Michigan. Are you nervous before you go on or it just become is natural now? I mean, even though I've been doing this for almost 10 years, I still get nervous. And it's just maybe it's an anxiety thing because every audience, because you're not going to be performing in front of the same audience every time. It's always a different audience. So I think sometimes that's why I get nervous before I perform, because the, you may have people that have been to your performances before, but you don't know how the audience is going to, how they're going to respond to your routine. Um, I, I like to ask this question. What was a moment where you felt like, oh my God, did I do good? Did I not do good? Did you get a bad or a good reaction from the crowd? And then, so have you, you got a moment you can tell me like, you was just like, oh my goodness, I think I messed up. I think it was in February I performed in the Detroit Dirty Show, which is like one of the world's biggest erotic art exhibitions. This was my first time performing at a big event like this. So it was like a lot of people in the audience. And I got nervous. So so during my performance, I think I got two steps like mixed. It's like some of my steps were getting mixed up because I was so nervous. But I did still get a good reaction, but it's just, it was just like, it basically it was all stage fright because like I said, this was the first time performing at an event of this size. So, and then I, there was a time where I stepped backstage and I fell down the stairs when I was stepping off stage too. So there was that. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it was backstage, you know? Yeah. I was like, nobody saw this. I'm okay. <laughs> Right. So, you know, at least it was backstage. Um, if people wanted to watch the show, where would they go? Can you watch it? Just you have to be there in person or? So I'm, I don't know if they got footage of it. I, I am still like in contact with them to see if they have footage of the show. But usually footage, footage of my previous performances, they're on my Jade Aurora page. So on mm -hmm. Facebook, so I do have video recordings of some previous performances. So I, so that's where you can mostly find them. Okay. And where are your books available? So my books are available on, both are available on Amazon. If you, if you prefer digital books, I'd have those on Etsy, on my Etsy store. So, you know, you would buy them and then you can download them to your phone or to your computer and paperbacks, like I said, are available on Amazon as well as Black Gold Publishing's website. 
Also, if you are in Detroit, if you're in Michigan, starting September 3rd, my books will be available in Detroit's Barnes & Noble. Okay, congratulations. That is a big thing, you know, because as an author, it's like, okay, I'm get it somewhere. Yeah. You know, get to get it in the store and everything. I also, you were saying that you're a model. Yes. And how long have you been modeling for? Since 2012. So it's been about 11 years. And tell me about your modeling experience. So before I started wanting to pursue it professionally, like my grand, growing up, my grandma was a seamstress. So she would put on fashion shows and, and she would have me and my little cousins model the clothes that she made. And Christmas, Easter and Halloween were always my favorite types of year because I knew I was going to get a new dress from her or she was going to make my costume. So but it was I was a teenager when I wanted to pursue it professionally. I wanted to do fashion modeling. But I, I'm five seven, so I would be considered too short to do like runway modeling. Wow. But in my early twenties, I start I found I started seeing on Facebook that there were Facebook pages dedicated to pinup modeling. And I didn't know that it still existed because I thought they only did that in like the 1940s, 1950s. So the fact that there was still a niche for that, I started doing research on how to get into it. And when I realized there was no height or weight requirement, that's when I started going deeper into, okay, how do I find photographers? And then I found a website called Model Mayhem, which is kind of like Facebook or MySpace for model for models and photographers to kind of connect. And that's how I was able to build my portfolio. Okay, check you out. That's what's up. Um, have you traveled with that? I haven't really traveled for photo shoots yet. I've mostly been working with like local photographers, but I'm, that's something I'm looking to branch out to do also. That's what's up. I support you and stand behind you 100%. You all, Lola's Chronicles, whatever you're doing, I would love to support because I love to see people build their confidence and not be afraid. You right. know, like you said, people, it's, the world is full of cruel people. You know what I'm saying? And then it's right. easy for them to tear you down and you to lose the confidence. So to see that you are being an advocate for plus size women, because you're giving somebody without even knowing that you could be an advocate because somebody can look and say, okay, I could do this too. You know, right. your confidence, your confidence is through the roof. You know what I'm saying? So that is, that's what's up that you're able to do that, you know, come out of that shyness and feel good about yourself enough to do what you're doing. Right. And that's actually the overall message of my book series, because two of the main characters did like the character I'm dressed as is one of the characters like she's on the cover. She has the purple hair, but she's kind of a mentor to the other two characters. And they both deal with confidence issues. Like one of the characters is an aspiring horror author, but because she's grown, she's raised in a Baptist household she doesn't have a lot of support for that aspiration because they think anything dealing with a horror or anything is quote unquote demonic, but she eventually gets the confidence to pursue that dream because that's what she really wants to do. And one of the other main characters learns how to regain her self-confidence because she got out of a toxic relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And and that was something I personally went through. So her character, her that character's experience was a lot of my personal experience because before I met my current spouse, I was in a really emotionally abusive relationship. And when I got out of that relationship, my self-esteem was like in the gutter, basically. So mm-hmm. modeling and burlesque really helped me regain that self-confidence back. That's good. That That's wonderful. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. But yeah, basically the book, the overall message of the book is basically about embracing your power, standing in that power, and don't let anyone take that power away from you. Very true. Because I deal with that sometimes, you know, and a lot of people, I know a lot of people out there deal with that. So it feels good when you meet new people and they can give you something to take with you tomorrow, you know, to help you build your confidence and do what you got to do. So that is pretty dope. Um, where, where, where can we reach you on social media? So Twitter and Instagram, my, the, the same username, Jade Aurora 1989. I also have an Instagram page for my artwork, which is Roxy Joe creations. That's also the name of my Etsy store. And I'm on, I'm also on Facebook. Just look up Jade Aurora. You'll find my profile page. And then I have my you know, the fan page that you like or whatever. So I have that under that name as well. Okay. And I'm, also, I'm also on TikTok, Jade Aurora 1989. It's all lowercase. Okay. Who can you say is a person that inspired you? I would have to say the women in my family because I come from a family of very strong and determined women, especially my grandmother like my grandmother passed away when i was 18 from cancer Mm -hmm. but when she was going through that i saw just how strong she truly was because she was so focused on making sure everyone else was okay and not focusing on herself because i think by this time she had made peace with the fact that she didn't have a lot of time left but a lot of my a lot of the women in my family went through their own hardships. Like I have an aunt that went through decades of addiction and she has beaten that addiction and she's been clean and sober for a few years now. And it's so it's kind of like the the what I, I I from the women in my family, I kind of look up to a lot of them because a lot of them are strong in their own way and went through their own struggles and still manage to come through on top. And that's what that's what I aspire to be like. Yeah. Yeah, black women can't be some strong people, boy. And it, it's good that, you know, you had those women to, in your life, not saying that the things you probably went through with them, you know, that we don't see, but it's good that you had somebody to look at and be like, okay, you've seen the strength past the, the trauma, right. you know, the trauma, Trauma can create some strong people. Right. And even but it with, also can break the strongest person. Right. And even with my mom, because my mom was 15 years old when she had me. I'm her firstborn. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine the amount of strength it took where you're a child yourself, but you know you have to hurry up and grow up because now you have another child depending on you. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. 
So for the women that might watch that's plus size, do you have anything you would like to tell them that wants to get off into modeling and and that's lacking the confidence because of the world? All I say is this. Forget what the naysayers have to say about you. You know, all that matters is how if you love yourself and you're confident in yourself, it doesn't matter what anyone has to say about you. If you want to dress sexy, do that. If you want to pursue modeling, do that because there is a market for plus size models. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And also you see women like Lizzo that's out there being her bad bitch self despite what people are saying about her. So it's just, don't don't pay attention to what a bunch of insecure, small-minded people have to say because they're miserable, they're insecure with themselves, and the only way that they can feel good about themselves is trying to put you down because they feel inadequate. Don't let somebody dim your light because they're too scared to shine theirs. Amen to that. Well, Miss Jada, <laughs> Miss Jada, I would love for you to come again one day. I do group. I would love for you to have you again today. I owe you another time because I can't believe this happened to me today. I completely understand. One of my challenges, boy, I tell you. But like I said, I'm gonna thank you for coming. You know, I appreciate you giving me a chance to come on my show. I'm just beginning and starting out. So the whole point of it is to, I don't want to just have a platform for myself. I'm trying to reach out and let everybody's voice be heard, get their story out there. And if I can help with publicity, I don't care. I'm down. You know, so we all need somebody that's going to help us out sometimes. And this is just the point of me meeting new people. And I love it so far. And I appreciate you for having me. Yes. So you guys check her out. Make sure y'all get her books. If y'all in Detroit, catch one of her shows. Go show my girl some love. I'm going to have to come slide down. You're not too yeah. far. That's another thing I wanted to mention. August 11th at the Tangent Gallery, I will be showcasing my art at the Pancakes and Booze Art Show. Okay. You said August 11th. Say it again one more time. So Pancakes and Booze Art Show at the Tangent Gallery in Detroit on August 11th. You have a time? Let me grab that for you. I believe it starts at 7, but let me double check. Like I said, you guys, y'all need to make sure y'all support her. Get them books. Make sure if you're in the Detroit area anytime, you know, if you can check out one of her shows. Yep, it's, at 8, it's at 8 p.m. It's at August 8. 11th at 8 p.m. Yes. Okay. I'm going to see what I could do. But if not, for those who's watching, make sure y'all show my girl some love. Like I was saying to my people in Detroit, you can get out, show her some love. All my readers. We, I love fantasy. 
You want to hear some urban fantasy? Y'all need to get with her, order them books. And um, thank you again for coming on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate you, and we out. All right.